Welcome back to another episode of Witch Bitch Tarot Podcast. If you are new here, welcome. I am your host, Kristen. You can call me witch or you can call me bitch. It really doesn't matter. Just put some respect on that shit. We will be diving into the various things going on in the sky today. Our top trances for the week. The crystal for this week will be citrine, so we will dive into that. The Seven of Cups is our card. And to fit the theme of March, which is manifestation, we're going to call it manifestation March. We will be talking about this week, how our words are our spells. But first, I have a disclaimer for you. If you are easily offended or faint of heart, bitch, I am not for you. I am not your reader, your guide, your interpreter, your numerologist, your astrologer, your medium, your mentor. I cannot help you with where you are at on your journey today. That doesn't mean it cannot change and it will not change. I'm okay with that. You have to be. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Are we getting a little bit of a late start today? Yes, we are. But that is okay. I hope you guys had a amazing week last week. I hope you were able to utilize all of the things that we talked about in last week's episode uh, to help you get through it. Um, thank you everybody that, um, gave your star ratings. If you have not rated this podcast yet, make sure you go to whatever platform it is that you are listening to it on and you give that star rating. Be honest. I'm not going to sit here and tell you to give a five star if you don't think I'm a five star, but do I think you should give me a five star? Absolutely. But again, that's nor here nor there. Um, so this week it's going to be February 27th to March 5th. God, no. We're already in March. The last day of February is tomorrow. My goodness. Um, We will be closing this week out um, or this month out, I guess you could say, um, with an overflow of productivity and romance. Uh, March can be a doozy for us. And uh, it's going to be very busy and very jammed packed, especially energetically, even astrologically, astrologically. Um, So enjoy these moments of calm and harmony while you can. Okay. Um, Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday are some big days this week. And um, I'm I'm saying they're big days because there's a lot of shit that we can get done on these days as well. Or I guess, especially if you are working with a team, um, at the beginning of the week, we'll feel kind of this, um, dynamic engagement, um, while we'll also then continue to feel a boost, um, at work or with what we're doing that will require focus and intellect and some elbow grease, right? Um, and that that's mainly um that's mainly to say because the moon is going to be squaring neptune and then the moon will be entering into cancer on tuesday right so that's that's where we get that energy mainly from the beginning of the week um 
there's going to be a tendency for you on Wednesday to want to bite off more than you can chew. Bitch, don't do that. It will leave you exhausted through the what rest of the week where the energy is optimal for us to get shit done. Um, Thursday, we have Venus and Jupiter that are going to be conjunct in Aries. And then we also have Mercury entering into Pisces on Thursday. Okay. Thursday is one of the best days this year, the entire year, not just this week, the entire year, uh, for a date night. So, if you can on Thursday, plan yourself a date night, whether you're single, married, whatever. Um, it's one of the best days this year for a date night. And it has a whole bunch of supporting transits that are there to assist with this. Maybe you can get some little, you know, um, anyway, um, also like, um, on that part, if you're single, um, your instincts are spot on that are going to allow you to make wise choices when it comes to selecting a partner. Okay. Thursday is the day. Okay. Um, on Friday, we could have some clashes with our boss or, uh, in the working environment. Um, so put off pitches, um, any critiques and, delegate negotiations on another day. Friday's not the day to do that. Um, and again, I'm saying that the moon is entering into Leo. Um, but while the moon is still sitting in cancer before it enters into Leo, it's going to be opposing Pluto in Capricorn. Okay. Your boss or, you know, it's not going to work out, especially with Pluto and Capricorn. Um, it, the energies they're not they're not there so friday you know ho- hold off hold off then we get back to saturday so saturday um it's bursting with excitement and love um do some have a have a saturday fun day sunday fun day um and really connect okay the vibes are going to continue. That connecting vibe is going to continue through Sunday, making it a great day, um, for sports or going and getting in shape or doing some, um, energy exerting activities. Um, you'll be tired as fuck on Sunday. If we utilize the energies, right, you should be tired as fuck on Thursday. And I mean, excuse me, Sunday, and the energy on Sunday will align you to rest and relax toward the evening. So again, um, make sure that you are using these energies to the best of your ability, right? Um, and then we also on Sunday have the moon entering into Virgo, right? So it's going to prepare us, um, to start that first work week in March, very logical, um, in a very nurturing way. Okay. Um, schedule some time this week. My, my advice overall for this week is schedule some time, um, not just for yourself, but for you and your significant other. Thursday is the day. Okay. Um, Thursday is the day this week. Um, if you're single approach dates, 
with a spirit of pure fun. Like you're going to hang out with your homie. Like you're going to have a nice night out with a friend that you haven't seen in a while. And um, it, it will yield the result that you are hoping and looking for. So what are you going to do this week to ensure that you make the most of it? Now we're going to be talking about the crystal this week. To start off Manifest Asia March, I was like, how do we start strong? Right? Like, how are we going to start strong with these crystals? Like, wh- how are we going to lay the foundation so we know that um, March is not to be fucked with, right? We're, we're going to be planting seeds in March, um, gardening, germating, you know, fermenting. I I don't think those are the right words for the sentence, which is ironic because we're about to talk about how our words are important here in a second. Um, but what I I was thinking, what crystal can really assist us and help us better align to kind of get started, uh, with our processes of manifesting, especially with the new moon and us hitting that equinox on the 20th, the 19th, 20th, 21st, right? Um, anyway, I chose citrine to start us off for manifestation March. Citrine, it's great for your third eye, your solar plexus, your sacral, and your root chakra some of the properties because remember last week i i don't know what the hell i was going on and i was reading them off i chose like seven okay uh inspiration manifestation abundance protection clarity creativity joy and dreams um some um wait a minute i wrote that wrong anyway the planet (laughs) the planet is the sun so citrine is representative of the planet sun or astral body zodiac signs are aries gemini leo and libra it is of the element fire and the color is yellow pale yellow clear amber i'm saying amber with my head twisted a little bit and you'll know why here in a second So when we talk about um, the science and the origin of citrine, um, citrine is the name given to its yellowish orange variety of quartz that has inclusions of iron. Uh, It can be found crystallized in any form that quartz is found. The name derives from the Greek word or meaning, I I can't read this, but um, kypto. I don't think that's right. That translates into citron. Some of the most famous citrine in the world comes from regions of Brazil, followed by Sri Lanka and India. Um, Lately, beautiful specimens have been found in Madagascar. Some of those more um, rainbow-filled citrines have been found in Madagascar. Um... Now, the reason why I was like, <laughs> Amber, and um, there's often, I can guarantee you that everybody has 
come in contact or has purchased a fake piece of citrine. Um, I know that I have, and um, I, I still use it. I still work with the energy, but I do not call it citrine. Um, so fake citrine versus real citrine. Natural citrine is a very rare and expensive stone. So some specimens so some specimens selling for hundreds and thousands of dollars are on par. Okay. Um, due to the large counterfeit market that has been created. Um, the world has been flooded with fake versions of citrine, which is naturally heated amethyst or smoky quartz. Um, when one is looking for a natural piece of citrine, um, be extremely careful about the color and the size. Um, the way to describe citrine's natural color, and if you go back and listen to um, my Crystal episode with Crystal Pisces Studio, make sure you check her out. Shameless plug. Head over to crystalpiscesstudios.com. Great Crystals Tumbled Tuesday is tomorrow. I will plug it in my description box. We talked about it, and... <laughs> God, let me breathe. We talked about it, right? And natural citrine should actually have like a healthy pea color. Okay, it, it has a very um, faint tint of yellow or a faint tint of orange. And um, we should see those rainbows in it. Um, any bold shades that are like vibrant um, or even like that darker amber color, red fucking flag you should immediately raise your suspicions and be like, where the fuck does this come from? Is there some natural citrine that comes in that color? Potentially, potentially. Um, but all of the natural citrine that I have seen has those rainbows. It has that pea color tint to it. Um, also, um, be wary of the size. Any piece um, over a few inches um, should range at least for hundreds of dollars, if not thousands, depending on the quality. So if you, you know, if, if you have a nice piece of natural citrine, authentic citrine, um, it's going to cost you a pretty penny. Um, so, you know, those tumbleds of citrine that we get that are like the size of your palm and you're like, oh my God, it's so orange and yellow and it costs you $2. I, it's probably heat treated amethyst or something else. Okay. Um, and I'm just saying this because I have um, some great quality pieces of citrine that may be a bit bigger than a quarter and they cost a pretty penny, okay? Um, so just take that into consideration and I'm not telling you not to use those heat-treated amethysts um, because some of the energy is still there um, of that amethyst, okay? Um, how do you cleanse citrine? So citrine is one of those crystals that I like to, um, you know, put forth how to cleanse it because um, everybody's like, I charge my crystals in the full moon. Uh, not every crystal we can charge in the moon. Okay. Uh, citrine is one of those. Um, we can charge citrine in the sun. Um, we can do it with smoke. Um, we can even do it with sound. But citrine is not a crystal that we can charge or we should be charging in the full moon. Again, 
I feel like I always got to say some shit because somebody's always got something to say. Again, what I'm telling you cannot trump your intuition. If your piece of citrine is like, bitch, I want to be in the full moon, then put that hoe in the full moon. Like, that's between you and that's between you and your crystal. Okay. I'm just saying, do, do what, if it's telling you, like, put me in that full moon, do it. You know, go off. Um, when we talk about the energy and the meaning of citrine, um, it is a master of one's creativity center, um, which houses some of the strongest manifesting, manifestive, excuse me, energies. Um, this is known to not only unlock our personal will, but unlock our truest desires, right? Like, when I, I know when I'm manifesting, I always got me a piece of citrine when I am speaking my affirmations and my gratitude, especially when I'm drawing toward me, I have my piece of citrine. Um, it's not just about thinking or wanting, um, but rather about assisting when we're talking about, um, doing right. And focusing when citrine brings our root chakra into play, it allows us to unlock and align with those truest desires, right? Our root chakra doesn't just ground us and align us, but it also assists with bringing toward us. Okay. Um, yeah, period. <laughs> um, change is something that we all seek. Manifestations are something that we always want, um, but we're not always ready to bring toward us. And this is why I love citrine. Um, not only does it ground us, but it assists with bringing toward us. Um, one of my favorite qualities about citrines that not many people are aware of is that it has a deep connection with Mother Earth, almost like Chrysocolla, right? Chrysocolla, mm, that's for another day, another episode. Um, when we work with crystals in our lower chakras and they become active, um, it can do nothing but harness us and root us to mother earth and that's like my rule of thumb like if we're hitting like all three of our bottom chakras our lower chakras like you cannot help but ground yourself and feel more connected to mother earth so take that also um into consideration um allow yourself to be able to fully absorb and nurture, um, excuse me, absorb and allow that nurturing and rejuvenating energy into your vessel, into your home, into your meditation, whatever the fuck it is that you're doing with the citrine. Um, in the daytime at dawn or at dusk, right? Um, you'll be surprised what citrine, um, what, what it sparks in you. And, um, especially when we're talking about aligning with what we're drawing toward us. Okay. Um, some great crystals to work with citrine are smoky quartz, green calcite, amethyst, and pyrite, or also known as full fool's gold. Excuse me. These are all grounding crystals. These are all third eye crystals. Um, and then even the pyrite, it, it's that money crystal, right? Um, a lot of our crystals that are going to help us align with our manifestations, align with what we're bringing toward us. Um, they're going to hit that third eye 
or our crown chakra and then hit all of our base chakras or our bottom chakras. Um, how can one bring something toward you if you're flying and flapping around and you don't even know where your ass is at? It's like ordering a pizza and not being home. You didn't think that through. <laughs> you did not think that through. Um, so when we are bringing toward us and we are using crystals energetically to bring toward us, um, we want we want to make sure that we're hitting all of those chakras, right? And honestly, like, I'm surprised that, well, I'm not really surprised, but I know that you, we will see later in the later weeks of March for Manifestation March that a lot of these crystals are going to hit on um, the planet Venus, right? And I'm saying that because a lot of people just associate, you know, Venus with love and the mother and our woman and our feminine, which is all fucking accurate, right? But we also forget that Venus has to do with our monies. Okay. So I ask you, what are you going to be pairing your citrine with this week? So, because, you know, this is witch bitch tarot, you know, um, we have to hit on the tarot part. So, um, the card of the week is the seven of cups and you guys know, I, sometimes I'll pick them, but this one, I was like, all right, this week is manifestation, shuffle, shuffle, shuffle flies out seven of cups. And I was like, this is perfect. And, um, this is another one of those cards that through somebody else's guidebook besides just the Rider Waithe, um, it helps me gain a better understanding of the seven of cups. And this is why I tell y'all to read the motherfucking guidebook everybody's understanding and interpretation is different and it can better align you with the understanding of that said card. Okay. Um, so I'm going to read Rider Waithe. We're going to do the tried and true Rider Waithe. And then I'm going to read from you of, for you, excuse me, um, from the elemental power tarot deck, which helped me expand my understanding of the seven of cups. So, uh, a man dressed in, in black looks into the sky and is astounded by what he sees surrounded by clouds he sees seven cups each containing one of his desires a castle jewels the wreath of triumph with the skull below it the dragon of temptation the head of a fair woman the serpent of jealousy or perhaps wisdom and in the center a covered figure of a man's own guardian angel surrounded by a halo of light. Manifesting all of these seem to be possible in his future, but so far they exist only in his visions. Divinatory meaning. Upright. Dreams, vision, overactive imagination, illusions, deception. Do not be tempted by visions of what may be, nor allow your imagination to take control of what you are trying to achieve. Ultimately, it will take work to succeed. Nothing 
will just be handed to you in a cup. Do not deceive yourself by thinking that you have achieved more than you really have. Mm. Come on, somebody. Reversed. Good resolution. Slight success. Will. Determination. Careful choices. Continue to build on the success you have achieved using your own will and determination. When making choices, be intelligent and think about what you need to do. Okay. Yes, that's great. Um, I, I know that when the seven of cups uh, comes out of my card, that's one of my first things that I always say is, um, okay, is it an illusion, a delusion or a dream? And how are you deciphering them both? Or is it something that we are trying to achieve? Um, how are we deciphering those? Don't, don't get the, don't get lost in the deceptions of your illusions. Um, wake up, right? Wake up. And allow your dreams, illusions, delusions to become reality. Well, maybe not delusions. Maybe not delusions or illusions. But yeah, wake up. Like, wake wake up. <laughs> That's like my wake up card. So, and the Elemental Power Tarot deck. One of my favorite decks. You know, we're not supposed to have favorites. But one of my favorite decks. And um, we're going to have a commercial break. Let me tell you why it's one of my favorite. If you know, you know. It's one of my favorite decks because um, for the longest time, um, I'm a sucker for artwork. If you know, you know. I've been practicing tarot for a decade, right? So I'm a sucker for artwork. I have over a hundred decks, and the Elemental Power deck, Power Tarot deck, I had for years. Maybe not years. Maybe a year and a half, two years, um, before I actually started using it. Um, more frequently and it's because I was so entangled in the imagery because it is so layered um and it's so pure and it, it changes your perspective and your perception on a lot of the understandings of the cards and this is mainly the major arcana um the minor arcana it's just cups once swords and um coins on there like there's no other imagery um but ma mainly the major arcana and mainly um i was intimidated i guess you could say by the artwork because i wasn't fully understanding i wasn't there it wasn't my time to work with it because um I, I say this often we have to evolve with our decks we have to evolve with our understandings um of the card but it, it happens in time with what we're going through and what we are experiencing in our life and i i know exactly why i wasn't able to work with this deck or work through this deck and i did get it for the artwork but then after reading the guidebook continuously i think i've read this guidebook like three times um and i was evolving and going down this path in my journey i started to see it differently and i started to understand and and then one day she was like bitch if you don't fucking use me like use me allow this intimidation of you looking and interpreting these pictures and these understandings like use these to educate and um this is the, one of the decks that really 
had me um, kind of shift when it came to how I read, um, not just for myself, but for others. It, it had me digging deeper into the symbolisms of the signs and um, deepening my analogies when it comes to reading just in general. So I'm very thankful and grateful for this deck and not for anything, but this guidebook is written like fucking elegantly. She's almost up there with Kimmy Cranes. If you know, you know. Um, so this is why I tell you, we have to respect the, we have to respect the creator of the deck for one, they will give you an insight, um, and a different understanding because that is how they see it. That's just how they understand it. And just because you have not experienced it doesn't mean that you cannot learn from their experience. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. This is not sponsored by TED talk. <laughs> Thank you for coming to my TED talk. Um, and okay, back, back to your show. Welcome back from the commercial break. <laughs> okay, so this is the Seven of Cups from the Elemental Power Tarot. So it's overcoming doubt of elemental water. That is how, excuse me, this author has described the Seven of Cups. Um, they're one sentence, and I love how they have one sentence for each card. Um, and the Seven of Cups is overcoming doubt of elemental water. Guidance. What is it that you truly desire rather than what you want to own or aspire to do or create? What do you desire out of life? How do you feel when you wake up each morning and go to bed each night? What choices can you make now to get you there? Discovering our most deeply held desires is one of the most powerful tools of development available to us as a human, as humans, excuse me. It shows us who we are and where we want to be, illuminating the road we must travel to get there. Begin by visualizing the feeling, then let the surrounding image take form. Challenge. It can be tempting to jump to an easy conclusion when asking these questions of yourself. Resist the mindset of needing an answer. Instead, focus on opening a path of discovery. Mm. This is another reason why I love the Elemental Power Tarot deck. Every card has like a plethora of questions. Um, they, they don't tell you this is what this card means. This is what that card means. It's like, maybe this resonates with you. What do you truly desire? Um, and, the, and again, like those questions really opened up my understanding of this Seven of Cups, right? Discovering... Our, our most deeply held desires is one of the most powerful tools of development. Okay. Okay. Don't jump to conclusions. Don't be like, I want, I want a million dollars. That's you jump. That's an easy conclusion. Right. Like, why the anyway anyway um 
So, I mean, I, I ask again, like, what is it that you truly desire? into the juicy juicy I think this is manifesting 101 um even this month in our book club um for this server if you did not know now you know we do have a witch bitch tarot server make sure you join it is free okay we have book club we do a whole bunch of fun shit okay um if um if you didn't know this month we are manifestation march we are reading the book the secret and we are following it up from the four agreements do i have these strategically planned to align us with what it is that we are working toward every month leading up to the end of the year absolutely if you're active then you know everybody's like this goes together so great and i'm like yeah i planned this out at the beginning well at the end of last year actually um for your listening needs for your growth for our growth okay um so we will we're going to be reading the secret and um 101 how did i how do we start manifestation march your words are your fucking spells you know you know how your parents would always be like watch what you say like for real like not maybe watch but listen to what you say be aware of what you say um, your, your words are very powerful, right? And some of you may be asking what, like, why are they so powerful? Why are my words so f powerful? Or then some people are like, how, how do I create my reality with my own words? Like, well, I, I'm going to tell you, um, I, I'm going to tell you, but first I want to dig into, you guys already know a bitch loves the dictionary. We love the dictionary. <laughs> We're going to dig into the word spell, right? We're going to dig into the word spell. So um, first it is write or name the letters that form a word and a, a correct sentence. That is spelling or the word spell. Um, it can also be a sign or characteristic of, mean or have a result. A form of words in, used in a magical charm or incantation. A state of enchantment caused by magical spell. The ability to control or influence yourself and people as though one had magic over them. Okay. A spell. A short period. A period spent in activity. A period specified specified by a kind of weather a period of suffering okay and then we have a spell a splinter of wood which i didn't know so if you see a splinter of wood you could be like that's a spell <laughs> which also loki makes sense whoa because like you know you cast a spell with your i mean you can cast a spell with a wand and a wand is a piece of wood or it could be a splinter whoa <laughs> look what I just did there. Um, so, um, that, that's what spell means, right? And it originated, 
um, the first time that we've um, heard or used the word spell was or I mean in modern day I guess was um, the 16th century um, and it's a dialect of it's a variant of dialect of spala which is to take place <laughs> um the early I'm sorry I don't know why I laughed so hard spala um, the early sense of the noun was to, um, was the definition shift or relief, right? Um, okay, so we got those basic definitions. We have those basic understandings, right? We spell words, but when we spell, spell is an incantation, Right? Okay. And it's also representatory of representary, Tory, Terry, mm, you pick of time. Okay. Um, take that into consideration. Um, our words have powers. Um, their meaning crystallizes our perceptions, um, that shape our beliefs, drive our behavior, um, and ultimately create our word that world, excuse me. That's why they have so much power. Um, their power even arises more, right? When our emotions and our um, actions are aligned with it, when we speak, read, or hear them, right? Uh, words are the most singularly, excuse me, words are singularly the most powerful force available to humanity. Words have the energy and power to help, to heal, to hurt, to harm, to hum humiliate, and to humble. The words we choose and how we use them can build yourself and others up or tear them down. They can bring you together. They can, they can negate your existence, your exact being the placement of them, right? How we uh, enunciate them, right? And even if we're writing them out, right? Without the comma, grandma's dead. Without the emphasis on the comma, grandma's dead. If you know, you know. They create our reality because over time, um, if we are conscious with our words and our thoughts and our feelings, um, they, they have energy. Our words have energy. They're vibrations. Your voice is a vibration. Your thoughts have frequencies. And those vibrations and those thoughts have the ability to create your reality. Right? If you continue to say you're not going to lose weight, do you think that you're ever going to lose weight when you have instilled into yourself that you are not going to lose weight? If you keep saying, I'm always going to be broke, do you think that those frequencies and those vibrations are going to have you be abundant financially? Are you going to believe that you can be financially abundant? If that's all you've been telling yourself, that's all you've been putting in the universe? That's all that you've been vibrating on? Question mark. 
this comes down to the book that we've most recently read um the four agreements I had to shuffle and get my book really quick uh, y'all know I like to hold stuff when I talk about it I guess um the four agreements right the first agreement is be impeccable with your words speak with integrity right say only what you mean avoid using words that speak against yourself or to gossip about others use the power of your words and the direction of truth and love when was the last time you said something good about yourself right there's so many times especially since we do not have the competency of the understanding of words in most aspects because this is just how we've been taught to speak correct um we speak against ourselves a lot i am very uh conscious and cautious about the words that i choose and when i speak to you guys right when i, I speak to the collective i give you guys options that's why i'm like well you can choose which one you want right which frequency you want to be on I'm here to guide. I'm not here to tell you. I'm not here to ha I'm not here to make a decision for you. Uh, I'm not here to dictate what you do. I always give you guys an option um, because I know how powerful my words can be with myself and with others. Okay, but you have to be impeccable. With that. Okay. I also think that Loki falls into the last agreement. Now that I'm thinking about it, um, well, not not also, I think. Now that I'm thinking about it, of course it falls with all of the agreements, but definitely that last agreement when we're talking about doing your very best, right? Your best is always going to change, but if you're still stuck on that same frequency of negating your actions and speaking against yourself, how do you expect to do your best, bitch? <laughs> how do you expect to do your best when was the last time that you spoke against yourself i can guarantee it was this morning or i can guarantee it happened in this day no matter what time of the day what year you're listening to this i can guarantee it if you found me and you found this, you're on that. I can guarantee it. I bet you you woke up. I don't want to get out of bed. I don't want to go to work. Ugh. I'm tired of this. Right? That All that speaking against yourself. Okay? Be careful with your words. Think about all of the things that they can change and they can affect, right? They have the ability to help, the ability and power to help heal, harm, hurt, humiliate, or humble. I call it the five H's. I call it the five H's. I always try to remember that um, when I speak, when I choose my words, Heal, hurt, harm, humiliate, humble. Okay? Thank you.
think think about it think about it i know that there's six of them but i i always say five because i can never remember one of them <laughs> so i always just say five and maybe that's something that i need to work on but i won't right now it's, it's not that deep for me maybe it will be i don't i don't know i, I don't know if that will help you don't come at me <laughs> don't come at me i don't know there's six of them but i say five okay um, so to finish off with our words, are our spells, here are some, in my humble opinion, especially when we're talking about manifestations and manifesting 101. Here are some words that I like to avoid at any cost. Like when I tell you, like I'd be ducking and dodging it. Um, especially with the universe having a constant ear to your mouth. Like we forget that the universe, as soon as it comes out of our mouths, as soon as it enters our brain, the universe is on that shit. They be working. Okay. Um, when we speak, we must ensure that we are consciously aware of what we're speaking. Like, okay. I I avoid, I avoid the words. (laughs) I avoid the words. Can't. Need want, trying, or try, maybe, hope, the phrase, I don't know. These are just some of the, I have a, like, there's a whole list of them. And if you, if you're, if I've had these conversations with you, then you already know. Why can't you do it? Is that you don't want to do it? Because then we fall into that don't again, you know? Like, do you, do you really need it? Do you really want it? Are you trying? Are you really going to try or are you doing? Right? Maybe. Um, look, my rule of thumb is if I don't give a maybe. I lead with no. I lead with no. And I got that from my mutual. And I've been leading with no ever since. You can always change it to yes. Hope. This is going to be controversial to some of y'all. Hope is a word to avoid. When we hope, we already align with potential failure. And I I always say this. Save the hope for St. Jude's. Give your hope to them. Right? That's their slogan. Right? But when it comes to us and our manifestations and what we are aligning with, we cannot hope. Right? Because we are certain when it comes to our manifestations. We are certain when it comes to how and what we are speaking of our manifestations. Okay? Instead of need, why don't we use the word appreciate? Right? I need to go clean my car. You know what? My spirit would really appreciate me cleaning my car. Want. I want this bag. If I'm aligned with this bag, it will come to me. That bag in my energy 
would have me appreciate it that much more. Again, we don't even use the word maybe, right? Um, or we say, I have, I have that bag. I have cleaned my car. I intend on cleaning my car. Doing and trying, right? I, I say this often. Are you trying to learn Spanish or are you learning Spanish? Okay. I will try to. Right? I will try to. That's the same as maybe. If I am aligned, I will blank. When I am aligned, I will blank. Okay? Where have your words been challenging you? Especially when we're speaking about ourselves, right? Where, where are your words challenging you? How are they affecting your energy because you've been misusing them? How are they affecting your manifestations? How are they affecting what you're bringing toward you or trying to bring toward you? Uh, okay. Something to think about. That's it. That's all. I'm done. <laughs> Uh, thank you guys for listening. You know I couldn't do this without you and I wouldn't want to. Make sure you head over to widgebitchtorow.com so you can see everything I have to offer. I don't offer just this podcast. I don't offer just readings, um, but you can book a private reading on widgebitchtorow.com. I'll make sure you also join the Discord server. Um, there is a lot of things that I offer, even my mentorship program. Um, so make sure you head over to the website so you can see everything that I do have to offer. Um, if you haven't already, make sure that you like this podcast. Um, yeah, I think that's all I have. As you know, let's get out of here. As you know, hoes will be hoes. Bitches will be bitches. But you never know when it comes to witches. Which bitch is which? And no, I do not sell owls, so stop asking.